with rising billions, disrupting tradition, always be closing, gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. There is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumbie and Alan Witch. Hi, it's Christopher Cumbie with Think Bold, Be Bold. I'm here with my awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan, you in the house? I'm in the house, Chris. Having a great day. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm having a great day. You know, I'm excited about uh, our guest today because, uh, you know, like you and I, we've been, you know, working on uh, our dream, cutting through uh, some of the noise and, you know, uh, ultimately discovering things along the way. And I think, um, you know, what our uh, audience is in, uh, in, in store for is something that's going to be um, uh, right up their alley as well because, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, salespeople uh, and uh, even, you know, leaders in, in corporations listen to our show. And it's probably a good reminder, Alan, get your journals out, folks, mm -hmm. because this is where you get the golden nuggets. And as we always talk about, that's, uh, that's what's really going to make some changes and, and, you know, probably provide some epiphanies for you so that you can grow. And that's, what, uh, that's why we're doing this show, and that's why we're bringing on great guests. So I'm excited, uh, Alan. Why don't we just get right into it? Because, man, we've got a lot to cover. I love it. We sure do. You know, uh, talking about entrepreneurs and uh, small companies, large companies, those trying to navigate in today's global market, they're looking at, uh, you know, what are the masses doing and how do I fit in? And, and in reality, the, the globe is becoming smaller and people really want to know what does it take? Where did you come from? What, what's your road been like? And we don't really care, uh, you know, how, how it smells and how it tastes. We want to know the real truth. You know, what did it really take to get there? What does it take to stay there? And, uh, you know, what does it take to, to continue the journey? And, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, folks in society that are, that are maybe afraid to look at that. And, uh, you know, maybe the, the, their circle of influence, you know, maybe uh, escapes that question or escapes that environment. And all that does is it allows you to just, you know, fall prey to uh, what's happening in the, in the, you know, in the, in the global audience. And we want people to be able to stand out and, you know, to stand proud and uh, really be able to take their message and their purpose and, and why they're doing what they're doing to a much larger audience and help a lot more people. And along that line, our guest today is right in line with that. I mean, he, his whole goal has been, you know, understanding how to make businesses grow, which kind of morphed into, you know, how do you help people grow? And he works with, uh, works with you know, top consultant to billionaires. Uh, he's been on uh, MSNBC, CNBC, Fox News, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, The Huffington Post, talking about these topics that really help propel entrepreneurs 
uh, to get to where they believe in, the, in their mind that they really want to go, and how's the jury going to be there? What's what are some of the you know the hurdles and the stumbling blocks? And but really more important than that is you know what's what's the honest what's the honesty in you, and how do you get there, and how do you grow, and how do you show that? So without further ado, let's welcome uh, CEO and COO Alex Charfin. Alex, welcome to the Thinkful Beeble Podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. You yeah, absolutely. Welcome. Alex is in the house, folks, and uh, very excited to you know dive right in and ask some great questions. And you know, I know Alex. Um, you know, at the ripe age that you are and the wisdom that you've carried forward, it, you know, came, <laughs> it, 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 it came, it came from somewhere, right? I mean, you know, you have a story and there, you know, the story started somewhere. And I, you know, I was like starting the shows with giving some insight to what your journey has been, you know, uh, you know, as brief as you can, obviously, uh, we can probably talk for hours and, you know, hopefully one day you'll come back on the show and we can dive in again, but, you know, to keep it nice and brief and, and bring, you know, people, our audience through, you know, that journey of where you discovered this and had that epiphany of what, you know, you were going to do next. Um, because I know you had some, uh, you know, you had some adversity along that uh, journey as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like every entrepreneur who's been successful, my, my, my journey has been full of adversity. I think that, you know, the day that an entrepreneur wakes up and declares themselves an entrepreneur, we become an asset. You know, it's funny, you watch Facebook and somebody says, hey, I got a new job, 500 people congratulate them. Somebody says, hey, I started a business, two people say, are you okay? Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think that the, the fact is that, you know, it, it's a little bit different for us. And so, um, you know, my, my journey started when I was very young. I always knew I was different than other people. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get along with other people. I was socially incredibly awkward in school. And so I isolated and I read. I grew up in Mexico and then my parents moved to the States when I was about five. And I read a ton. I'm, I'm uh, mildly dyslexic, but when there's low pressure and noise and I'm by myself, I can read somewhat fast. And I obsessed over success. I wanted to figure out how did successful people become successful because I thought I was about the furthest thing from success you could get. And, uh, and here's what happens. You know, you read 20 or 30 books about people, they all look different. You read, you read five or six, they look dynamically different. 20 or 30, they look very different. Two or 300, you start seeing some similarities. You know, I, I studied the lives of thousands of entrepreneurs, tens of thousands of entrepreneurs over the course of my career. And when you look at tens of thousands of entrepreneurs, you see these incredible similarities and this path that we're on and this, this clear um, similarity between all of us. You know, when I, was, when I was younger, I was the kid who went from gifted and talented, or sorry, special education to gifted and talented back to normal school. Um, <laughs> and special education was for the slow kids. So in one year, I went from the slow class to the advanced class back to normal class. You know, I was, I was always a confused kid, and a lot of my clients, you know, were the same way. They, they remember struggling in school. They remember having a hard time. So, um, you know, for me, that's where it started, and um, I think that, you know, the fact is, when I, when I started really looking at what successful people were like, here's what's crazy. I thought I was this, you know, fundamentally broken person because I didn't get along well in school. I didn't get along well in the social systems. And what I found was you start studying successful people, they're all like me. And the myth of the person who was good in school, good as a career, good in everything else, I'll tell you what, those aren't entrepreneurs. 
because you study the history of successful people like you and I, and 100% of them went through the same restless frustration that we do, went through the same cognitive dissonance that we do, and everybody had tough lives. So it's weird how society has it so jacked up today. Because today, we look at a little kid in school and we say, hey, look, doesn't lead like everyone else, doesn't talk like everyone else, doesn't sound like everyone else, can't even sit still. That's a broken person. Let's medicate that kid. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, you look back in history, doesn't talk like anyone else, doesn't read like anyone else, doesn't look like anyone else, doesn't sit still, equals brilliant person who changes the world. So I say we get our shit together and quit fucking with the little entrepreneur kids who are just trying to get ahead. Good point. Really good point. And, and, and I what, I think I, what I think I'm hearing, you know, as well, Alex, is, you know, something that you have as, uh, let's just call it a platform. Um, you know, for those out there that understand that, you know, entrepreneur personality type is what you're you yeah. know, really describing. Um, yeah. How did you make this discovery? You know, you told us a little bit, obviously, uh, you know, by, you know, paying attention for one and reading yeah. you know, about those people out there. Was there any other discoveries along that way that, you know, just stood oh, out yeah. you know, when you circled with people? Yeah. Yeah, so here's what happened. When I was a kid, I started working with my father. I, I was a failure at everything. I always share with people. You know, people look at me as a success today, my wife and I. And I always share with them, like, there's, there's no success without incredibly hard work. At everything in life, I'm a natural failure. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm that guy. And so when I was younger, I, I, um, the only place I felt comfortable was at my dad's business. And so eight years old, I started working with my father. My nine-year-old is in the next room. She works in my company today. I love it. And mm-hmm. so I was, I, was, I was in business from a young age, and that was the language I understood. So when I was in my mid-teens, I started a company, a window-washing business. I ended up having to sell it. It was, it was a company that I signed a lot of paperwork as a 16- and 17-year-old that I was not allowed to sign. Um, then when I was 19, I started a business, and um, a friend of mine and I sold it in college. I moved across the country, and, and as part of the sale of the software of the company, I was going to go work with the business for a year as a buyout. I made it eight months. I ended up on the other side of the country. I had you know, no experience, no education. I dropped out of school to sell the company. I didn't get along with the owner of the organization, so I didn't have a job. And I got lucky. I, I ended up going to an interview with a guy named Richard Fall. He's still in business. Richard and I went to, to an interview with Fuji Media, and we were interviewing to see if we would get Fuji for New York and Florida. I worked in Florida. Richard worked in New York. If we got Fuji for Florida, then I was going to start a business with him. And if he got New York, we weren't going to do anything. It was very likely he was going to get New York. Florida was a long shot. We went to the interview. We got Florida, not New York. So my life changed dramatically at 21. It was like jumping in the deep end of the pool. My first consulting client was Fuji Media. My second one was SanDisk, the memory card company. We sold the first flash memory in the United States. And then the third one was Fuji Digital. So in the early 90s, I helped build the digital camera business, the um, DVD business, the media business in the U.S. And so here's why I bring all that up. It's it's an interesting experience, but here's what happened throughout my tenure as a consultant. I got to to the C-level in those companies. I worked with some of the most intense entrepreneurs in the world. Um, that, you know, I was, I was in contact with and working with directly with billionaires all of the time. And you guys, you, you want to hear something nuts about billionaires? Like 100% of my friends who are billionaires are dyslexic just like I am. Wow. Every single one of them has either Asperger's, ADHD, or autism. I have all three. I can buy the buildings that I got those diagnoses in. 
you know, and so what I, what I started realizing more and more was, hey, you know what, if, if, you, if you get to the top, everybody's fundamentally broken, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because the same guy who could walk into a boardroom and look like king of the world had trouble ordering pizza. And I realized, hey, maybe I'm, you know, maybe, maybe I'm getting it wrong here because I used to think I was really terrible at everything. And when I started ignoring everything I couldn't do and just looking at the things I could, that's when my world really changed. And so, so I think through the, through the generous mentorship of some of the most successful people alive today, you know, I've, I've realized that, that it doesn't matter what's wrong with you. We actually have a saying, there's nothing wrong with you and you are not alone because every entrepreneur, if we want to expose a fault, give me one minute and I can do it. But if you're an entrepreneur and you focus on what's wrong with you and what you're not good at, at the end of your life, you'll figure out that you have some increased strength in your weaknesses. If you ignore all of that shit, you'll live a transformational life. Right. Great point. And, and you said something, you know, and I'll, I'll bring it up. And I know, Alan, you've got a question, so I'll be brief. But you said you're a massive failure. <laughs> and, you know, with Natural that, failure. Natural nat- failure. Nat- natural. Natural. Um, and, and, and at that, I apologize. Natural failure. Oh, no. And I was also a massive failure. You know <laughs> 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 All right. So we'll call it both. Natural, a natural massive failure <laughs> with that. Yeah, there you go. Um, with that said, you know, what you probably have learned along that way, and I certainly, uh, as an entrepreneur and, you know, uh, pretty much on my own, you know, writing my own checks because I was commissioned for most of my life was that, you know, failure is not opposite from success. It's part of it. And when you learn that, you know, one little um, uh, point, then it just eliminates those fears of taking a chance and taking a risk and going after the things you really want. And anyway, I just, I, I, I heard you say that. I wanted to make a point of that because again, I want, um, you know, for our audience listening in, you know, this is, um, Alex Charfin, and he's gone through things, and I know that you guys are going through things, and that's why we bring these kind of guests on, because it's someone you can relate with, and quite frankly, just stay the path, swim in your lane, and go after the things you really want. Alan, what do we have for uh, Alex? Oh, lots of stuff. Alex, you you just said something. Uh, There's nothing wrong with you, and you are not alone. you compare that definition of an entrepreneur to, I think, what society thinks of an entrepreneur is a rock store, you know, rock slide. And that's really not the case. Uh, people hear about, you know, an entrepreneur after they've already achieved some kind of public recognition uh, for having done something great in the world. And it, it, the, the road traveled to get there, I think, is, is the real lesson. And uh, you yeah. talk about, uh, in, you know, in your book, the um, entrepreneurial personality type. How does an entrepreneur, once they've made that decision that I want to do something on my own because I feel that I'm the best person to be able to lead me to where I want to be, how do they know uh, that they're really an entrepreneur and what what's that road going to look like? What do they have to watch out for and prepare for? Because that road, let's face it, is full of crap. There's more crap than there are sunshine. And that's, you know, most people fail. But what are they going to have to accept before moving forward? So I, I think there's, there's two questions there I, I, from what I heard. And I just want to play them back. So one of them is, how does someone know they're an entrepreneur? And then their second one is, is or the second one kind of sounds like, how do they move forward? Or what, you know, what do they do next? Is that, is that mm-hmm. close? Sure. Okay. 
So um, when we talk to entrepreneurs about, you know, or, or when we talk to people and they ask, am I an entrepreneurial personality type? I usually think just because you're asking the question, you probably are. <laughs> love it. You know? I because here's, here's how I look at it. And this is, this is one of our litmus tests. We believe there's three awakenings of the entrepreneurial personality type. And these come to us at different times of our lives. But when I, when I ask entrepreneurs of any age that, that know they're an entrepreneur, that push through this, that want to do something great with their lives, they always confirm these. I'll see if you guys can confirm them too. So the first one is, and we call this the first awakening, is um, you knew you were different. You know, when I say there's nothing wrong with you, there's a reason. Every entrepreneur I've ever worked with has had that time when they, they felt isolated and completely alone, like a party of one, like there was no one there to help. Um, do you guys know that feeling? Oh, God, yes. Uh, the <laughs> Lord sent me to the desert with a pair of sandals and a stick several times. We call that going into the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing I'm how wilderness can be like in your car. You know, you can be in the wilderness in your car in traffic. You can be in the wilderness yep. in the shower, but you're in the wilderness. Yep. So that first one is knowing you're different. The second one is... Um, we call this when you, when you realized or when you were filled with innate motivation. Psychology, the, the wonderful, magical human experiment called psychology that should get the plug pulled on it like, you know, as fast as it can. But psychology says that humans have either external motivation or internal motivation. They don't understand this. They think that for people like you and I, that they need to find the outside thing or the inside thing that we want, and that will resolve our problems. Here's the issue. There's no thing. For people like us, we're just on. You can't turn it off. It just keeps going. And if there isn't an object that you have it focused on, it doesn't matter. You just stay in place and spin your wheels. Am I right? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So that's innate motivation. And, guys, not everybody feels that. Not everybody feels that. Let's remember, you know, entrepreneurs get a really warped sense of the world when they spend time around other entrepreneurs. We mm -hmm. forget that there's people who work assembly lines. Yeah, that's true. We forget that there's people who collect tolls. We forget that there's people who retire collecting tolls. That Good kind of point. makes my chest hurt when I say right. it. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Mine too. But, but, but that's a reality. It, it's a reality. So we need to know, like, we're different. And I don't, I don't, you know, when I say different for two reasons, one is, Different because I think we need to admit the fact that we are vitally important to humanity. We are the only source of positive human evolution, and we always will be. If you look anywhere else, try and bring me anything. Give me an expert on stage that wants to argue that point. I will crush them. Because everything in your life, everything around you, anyone listening, was brought to you by an entrepreneur. Here, here. Mm -hmm. And so the third one, the third awakening, is this. You know, I often say that if there was ever a class of society that we should stop taxing, it should be the independent entrepreneur that has, has proved that they can create value because we make as much money as we can, and then we turn around and give it all away. Right, true. And around, and around the country, around the world, you know, people assume that the Kennedy Center is because there was a president named Kennedy. The Kennedy Center is the Kennedy Center because an entrepreneur stroked a check. And yeah. the fact is, is that throughout our lives, this third awakening, the call of contribution, starts first softly, and it says stuff like, hey, Chris, there's something more here for you. Hey, Alan, you can do more here. Hey, you're meant for more. You can be more. You can give more. You can do more. And here's what's interesting. That call 
starts as like a whisper, maybe even just a conversation. Then it's a drone. Then it doesn't go away. Then it's all you hear. Are you guys familiar with that one? Very much so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to need a therapy session after this, just, just, <laughs> just, just to let you know, Alex. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, if you have those three, you're an entrepreneur. And here's what I always tell people. You know, we get on the phone. And, and, and I, have, I get on the calls with entrepreneurs all the time because this is what I do. This is what I love doing. And I'll talk to them, and they'll, they'll go through, like, hey, this is what I want to do, and this is how I think I'm going to do it. And, you know, do you think you guys can help me? And I always say yes. And they say, well, you said yes really fast. And I said, yeah, because if I can find an entrepreneur who's dedicated to their outcome, I know that they'll grind forever to get there as long as they see progress every day. And 100% of them say, oh, yeah, that's me. And so if we can give someone progress and contrast, we can help anyone grow their greater outcome and grow that contribution. And the reason that I get up every morning is because I have an incredible team that I come in and, and we, we work together and contribute to each other every day. And we also know that every entrepreneur we touch, that's a leveraged contribution where we're changing lives. Mm-hmm. I like that. Leveraged contribution. Heck yeah. Well, I'm all about leverage. You know, I always tell entrepreneurs, we learn um, very little alone. And, or sorry, we learn very little standing still, and we learn almost nothing alone. True. And the fact is, if you're an entrepreneur and you're in the wilderness, I know that 99.9 times out of 100, it's because you're isolating. You haven't reached out to another entrepreneur in a while. You're not being transparent. You're not telling people what you need. Yeah. And, and think- you know, the entrepreneur's paradox, it's, it's you know, as an entrepreneur, you need far more protection and support than the average person to get to your full potential. But you tell me, guys, any request for protection and support makes us feel exposed. Yep, sure. It's that, it's that transparent piece we're all afraid of, and we're all afraid, I think, in the very beginning to ask for help because ask yeah. for, asking for help is a sign of weakness traditionally in society. Well, and it's even worse than that. See, here's, here's what I know about the entrepreneurial personality types in my world. See, I work with the most successful entrepreneurs. I work with the ones that you read about. I, you know, I, I have this opportunity where most of my clients are best-selling authors. And most of the ones that are directly in my masterminds, they might have started lower with us. But here's, here's what you see. When you get to that level, there's, there's this level of intensity to perform. There's this level of intensity to execute. It's, um, it's, you, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's a totally different world with entrepreneurs who really want to get the word out there and who really have something that they want to contribute. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tell us about your book, Alex. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously you, writ- you wrote about all this stuff and you know, your book uh, goes into depth, uh, obviously, on uh, things that we likely won't cover because of the time frame uh, today. But tell us, um, you know, tell us about that. And, and, you know, first of all, tell us, uh, tell our audience how they can, you know, get a hold of it as well. And uh, I think uh, for a lot of people listening in, you're speaking the language, you know. I, I think if you're like me uh, out there speaking to the audience, you know, I leaned in. You know, and I, and I think that that is a good indication that you're learning something is when you lean in. You know, I pay attention as yeah. a sales guy, Alex. I've been a sales guy for a long time, and when I can get someone to lean in to the table, I've got their attention. And uh, certainly today, you've got uh, certainly my attention, and I'm hoping that uh, the audience listening in is uh, paying attention. So tell us about that a little bit, if you don't mind. 
So do you want to know about the content of the book or the experiment behind the book? I think uh, maybe uh, let's talk about the experiment because uh, yeah, it sounds cool. like uh, that would Why be, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm super different, you know, and I've, I've always been different and I don't like systems. I like to use, um, I, I like to use systems to my own advantage and I don't care about waiting. And um, I don't know about you guys, but books are like a very sacred thing for me. I'm surrounded by books right now. They're in my office. Um, I have books all over my home. Um, I've spent over $100,000 in bookshelves for my home. And, um, and I, you know, there's, there's books that, like I own a first edition of Think and Grow Rich. When I'm depressed, nice. I go read that book. I love it. You know, I feel the books. And as a kid, um, I didn't get along with a lot of people, but books were always there. So I had this intimate relationship with books. And today... I read some books, and it makes me sad that they ever got a binding. Because today, this book as business card with too many words is terrible. And you know, these days, you can put just about anything you want on the pages and, and get on the bestseller list if you do the right program. Right. And so here's the statistic that is so depressing about books today. The average best-selling book, best-selling, you know what the leadership is? What percentage of books sold do you think are read? Oh, goodness. So the books that are sold that are actually read? Actually read. What percentage? Oh, my guess is probably along with a, a lot of the, the, the coaching and such out there, probably less than 5%. It's 2%. <laughs> yeah. 2 So how crazy is it that if you go have an incredible bestseller campaign and sell 100,000 books, 2,000 people read them? And if you go have an incredible, or like a good bestseller campaign where you get on the list and you sell 8,000 books, guys, that means 160 people read it. I get 160 people to read my emails every day. Like why would I go through the trouble of writing a book so that 160 people might read it? Or even 2,000. So what we did was we made a limited edition. Um, and, I, and I'd love, I've got a few copies left. I'd love to launch a couple with you guys. We're, we passed out about 459 out of 500. Every one of them has been hand-signed by me, hand-numbered. And the ask is we send them to an entrepreneurial personality type, they read it, and then they hand it on to somebody else, and that person signs it. And oh, we want cool. each book to go 100 times. Here's what's really cool. We were at 459 books. We track most of them. We know around where most of them are. But we're at the same leadership right now as if we had sold about 120,000 books. So my whole goal when we launched this a year and a half ago was not to ever be a bestseller. I wanted to be the least selling author. My goal was to start a conversation about the entrepreneurial personality type. And I think it's pretty poignant that I ended up on this show because of the content in that book because it's never been on a bookshelf to be for sale. It's only been given from one entrepreneur to another or downloaded. Now we have the download available. We made one available for this group, um, sharpen.com. So my last name, C-H-A-R-F-E-N.com forward slash Think bold. And, uh, and you can download the book. We have it specially formatted for mobile. Um, most entrepreneurial personality types, most entrepreneurs say it tells them more about themselves in about 90 minutes than anyone ever has. Wow. You are a very well-timed um, guest on this show. Just, just letting you know that. <laughs> Why is that? Well, things that Chris and I have been talking about and some aha moments and some real transparency looks in the mirror, 
we've kind of been asking ourselves some of these questions, and uh, we've had uh, a number of clients asking these questions. So it's it's no by chance that uh, that that you're on the show today. For it's sure, a much bigger cause of that's course. brought that together. My uh, my friend Ian Lopatin, who owns Spiritual Gangster, he said, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that brand, but it's just a super mm-hmm. cool brand of sportswear. And, and Ian Lopatin's a yoga guru, a tai chi guru, just an amazing guy. But he says, anytime something that's serendipitous in your life happens, you should just say, of course. Because we question that far too often. And when we question the, the, the blessings that we get, the, the universe gifts, they stop coming. So if this, if this conversation feels like it should be happening, I would just reply, of course, because, you know, here's, here, if, if I had to give you guys in a nutshell, what we really help entrepreneurs with is this. Um, and see if you can confirm that, that maybe this is some of what you and your clients are dealing with, because it's a universal entrepreneurial problem that nobody wants to talk about. Everybody wants to talk about tactics or, or they want to talk about something else, but no, no one really wants to talk about this. Most entrepreneurs on a day-to-day basis their vision is crystallizing just a little bit more. But let's be honest, it's still a vision. It's still out there. It's still like we're going towards it. But each day they feel like they can move towards it a little bit better. Is that close? Sure. <laughs> Bang. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, so, and then the second half of that equation is the hard part because as the vision gets clearer, that's where we create optimism. That's where we're excited. But the problem for, for 100% of the entrepreneurs that come to us is that backing down from vision and getting to how do I create a day where I know the activities are going to get me there is the hardest thing entrepreneurs do. And the problem is the planning systems, the structures, the way that t- people coach out there are usually not how entrepreneurs think or it's some, some framework or something that somebody who sold something online came up with, whatever it is, but they don't really scale and grow businesses. <laughs> God. Didn't we just say those almost exact same words about thirty minutes ago, Chris? I mean, you almost know what I'm to the about, right? <laughs> almost to the freaking letter. Yeah. Well, here's here's the fact. Like the problem is, is that there's far too many experts in the in the scale and grow your business world today. And the the, the problem is, is that most of these quote unquote experts, they've had like a good information product, they hired three people to help them, and now they're the business growth growth guru. And, and the issue is, is that getting together and talking about masterminds and telling each other, you know, the blind leading the blind doesn't scale businesses. I actually get really offended by it because what, what we do is, is the second half is let's build that bridge. See, I, I will attack that bridge with any entrepreneur. I know how to get you from vision to day-to-day activity 100% of the time because I was a consultant where if I didn't perform, mm-hmm. I didn't have a contract. Here, here to that. I look at, yep. you know, I look at, I yep. look at some of the coaching contracts that are out there, and let's be honest. Here's how they read. Over the course of the next year, I might get on some calls with you. Over the course of the next year, you might get some progress. Over the course of the next year, I might give a shit whether we're on the phone or not. And over the course of the next year, you're going to pay me no matter what. <laughs> I think I just read one like that yep. just uh, recently, and it's music to my absolutely. It's music to my ears, and yes. um, you know, in fact, we've been talking about that as Alan had mentioned. And Alex, it's it's funny that you know everything happens for reasons. You're on for a reason. You know, I've been a consultant for a long time before I got online. And, you know, I actually went out there and, you know, made money before I got online because, you know, I certainly didn't want to read a book 
and it's funny, I was at a little coffee group or what you'd call a networking group. Um, and, you know, we're talking and uh, certainly, um, you know, some certain books come up and, you know, courses and people. And, of course, there's tons of, as you said, experts in different areas out there that flog a book or a program or whatever it may be. And, you know, it was like, hey, guys, who wants to talk about revenue? Who wants to talk about what really moves your business forward? And I can honestly hear crickets, and I certainly did yeah. because it was early morning, and um, we were all at uh, the beach because uh, we, we, we have a meeting, and, and, and no one, absolutely no one had anything to say. And I was just like, my goodness, what, what has gone on with the entrepreneur world out there? What is, yeah, what, like, what is going on here right now? So you're hitting you know a chord, my friend. Guys? You guys know what's happening. It's 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 this 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 complete BS line, and and this this argument. And again, I get defensive because here, here's why I'm defensive. For I don't want to just sound like the angry guy, but I'm <laughs> defensive. I'm defensive for the young entrepreneurs who are being told stuff like, "Hey, you can be an independent, run a lifestyle business, run a boutique business, do it like I do." But you know what? I mean. I don't want to name any names, but I know Tim Ferriss pretty well. And the year that he wrote the four-hour work week, he worked about 120 hours a week to promote it. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, the fact is, is that all of that stuff that – and, and now Tim's independently wealthy and he's amazing. Sure. But, the, you know, the reality is, is that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, here's how it works. You by yourself are just working for yourself. You want to create a big contribution. You have dreams. You want to scale – Sooner or later, you draw a line in the sand and say, I'm going to become a leader. Not a manager, but a leader. And here's what I know. 100% of entrepreneurs can lead. A very small percent can manage. But 100% can lead. And, and we help entrepreneurs discover the difference between leadership and management and then learn how to, to predictably scale and grow teams. I love Alex Sharfin. <laughs> this is, this is, you know, it's, you know, it's not all that often uh, you get a chance to uh, talk to, you know, someone that has, you know, been there, done that. And, and um, I'm, I'm loving right now because I can honestly tell you, Alex, uh, you know, this is what I think people need to hear. And this is what, you know, is real. And this is the rawness that we talk about. You know, our show, as we just kind of geared up, uh, you know, for the folks listening in, we had a chance to talk to Alex and, you know, tell him why, you know, we're doing this show and, you know, the fact of um, having it, um, you know, be authentic and, and real and coming from a place where, you know, we can really dive into the nuts and bolts of things and, and you get over the, uh, you know, the cliches and all the other stuff and, and you know, really get down and dirty with, um, you know, entrepreneurs like you guys that, you know, are going out there and, you know, we don't want you to be led by someone who's just going to tell you a bunch of, you know, smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. And, you know, this is, uh, this is why we find people like Alex, you know, because certainly Alex, I've been watching you as I'd mentioned. Um, and, you know, I just love, you know, what you do, you're with your kids sometimes and, you know, you're real and, uh, you're, you're telling it like it is. And, and certainly today is, is no exception to that rule. Um, but, Let's uh, let's dive in a little bit deeper because you know you're you're striking some chords not only with us but I'm sure the people listening in, and um, 
just looking through and, 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 and trying to understand a couple other things that you've been saying, because I've been writing like a madman. I don't know about you, Alan, but yeah, certainly things have been popping up that, uh, you know, I want questions on. I can't read my writing, and that's very, very rare for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to that. <laughs> you know, tell me about the you know, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial uh, personality type, you know, so maybe some famous ones that um, we all know and revere. Um, give us some sure. insight on some of that. That'd be, uh, I think, a great <laughs> question, and, and and certainly some, um, you know, insight for uh, for our audience. Sure. So, so the definition of entrepreneurial personality type that we have is much broader than just the common definition of entrepreneur. And the reason is, I spent, you know, I, I've had I've had a really bizarre career, an interesting career, and and um, I've spent time around. Um, actors, actresses, playwrights, professional um, athletes around, uh, you know, people who run incredibly large businesses in the production world, in the entertainment world. Um, and, and the thing that happens is, you know, you, you get around one of my Silicon Valley CEO friends or uh, Sylvester Stallone or Suzanne Summers, and it's the same personality. You find a transparent, blunt you know, driven entrepreneur who's going to tell you like it is and get things done and can turn it on and be introvert, extrovert, or whatever else they need to be if they're going to get something done. <laughs> I love it. And, I love that. And, and you know, here's, here's what's interesting is when you, when you look at any one of us, 100% of us has felt like we were isolated, alone. We were a party of one. We didn't even have a club. And the fact is, if any one of us right now takes a deep breath and you think about, and you know what I'm talking about, every entrepreneur does, the people throughout history who called out to you, you heard their names and they instantly meant something. I remember, for me, I get emotional. I remember when I heard that Einstein didn't talk until he was four, I thought, hey, wait, there's somebody who's just as screwed up as I am and did something important. <laughs> When I heard that Thomas Edison was kicked out of school, I felt like I had found my brother. And, and for all of us, if you think back to anyone that matters to be remembered, anyone you remember, they were just like us. And so for all of you who felt isolated or alone or different or like a party of one, I want you to know something. You're part of the most important club in history because entrepreneurs, are exactly who moves the world forward. And the fact is, throughout history, from the first person who said, I wonder what's over there, to the last person who just did a deal today, the only people who have advanced humanity to the luxuries we enjoy now are entrepreneurs. And for anyone who's ever felt alone, this is your club. I love it. You know, you said something and, you know, I often um, thought about, you know, sometimes I offend people, not intentionally and not to, you know, you know, certainly, uh, you know, make them upset. But you, you said something about, you know, entrepreneurs and, you know, true entrepreneurs at that is that we're blunt and we tell it like it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And blunt, real you know, and raw. You can see it's through that. Down. And, you know, there was a point, you know, when I tried to, you know, call it fit in tried to just, you know, follow that path where, you know, well, everybody else is doing it this way, and it sounds like maybe I should too, and, you know, never feeling, you know, good in my skin, and knowing, you know, something Never feeling up. good, you're lucky you didn't get sick. 
Yeah, well, yeah. I'm sure, uh, you know, at some point um, I, I caught, you know, a few things along the way, you know, colds or whatever yeah. else. And, and um, you know, I can see that, but not feeling well in my skin and knowing that there was something going on and not quite being able to put my finger on it. And, and in fact, you know, it's part of what Alan and I had talked about, um, you know, where uh, I've just gone out there and created business. And then I let the business speak for itself because it's not like I have to um, prove myself. Um, you know, I let... I let the people, you know, that I've worked with, you know, tell the story and that's the kind of sales guy I've always been and, you know, certainly the kind of entrepreneur and, and I'm not ta talking about, you know, me at this point, I'm, I'm talking to the audience that's listening in so that it's relatable and it's, you know, listening into Alex and, you know, hearing the stories of Einstein and Edison and, you know, the people that we revere and, you know, the Sylvester Stallones that went out there and told, you know, was told no and, and, and to go and do what he did with Rocky is just an incredible, inspiring, you know, moment in, in your own heart. But that's where, you know, I truly believe that, you know, people need to reside and, and, and connect with is, you know, that heart um, instead of the mind, but, you know, have them both meet and shake hands and decide that you're going to go do something together. And, you know, I truly believe that that's the ego and the spirit can, you know, work and, and move forward. So I, I, I really appreciate, you know, and I'm saying this today, Alex, because, you know, you're awakening, I, I think, and, and you have something really cool and I want to touch on it because I think it's relevant and it's something I, I noticed immediately when, um, you know, I, I did some research is awaken your spirit power or superpower. And I just love that because, it, it, it you know, I, I certainly felt something today just talking to you for the first time, even though I felt like I've, you know, known you for a while, but just, you know, waking that superpower. Can you, can you just touch on that little bit so that, you know, our audience listening in today, you know, from all of us discussing what, you know, that kind of means and, 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 yeah. and why you're doing what that, you know, what, what you're doing with that right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, We've, we've created um, frameworks to help entrepreneurs create momentum. And I think that when, when I say create momentum, I want you to understand how, we, how seriously we feel about momentum. I don't think that most entrepreneurs understand happy or sad. And, and many of us, like happy or sad is an analog. It's on or off. So we know it's binary. We can say yes or no. But what about sad, frustrated, pissed off, ticked off, confused, and I'm just not going to talk to you? Any difference? <laughs> I mean, really, the magical world of feelings doesn't work for people like us. No, it doesn't. We exist in three states. We exist in full momentum. That's when we're alive. That's when we're moving forward. When you're in momentum, everything goes your way. It's like being high. The exactly. second state is, and, and that's what we need to be in. The second state is when we're facing resistance. Now, here's what's weird. Facing resistance is when the world's stacked up against you, and then you can see light at the end of the tunnel. We create momentum again. The real challenge is the third one, when we're in constraint. Any time that we're held in place, entrepreneurial personality types, and if we're facing too much resistance, and it gets to being held in place, we can experience every symptom in the DSM. We can look depressed, ADD, yep. we can look bipolar, yep. all of those things. And up to it, and including suicidal ideation and thought, let's be really clear. I talk about it because no one else will. Right. And so, because if you're chasing happiness, good luck. We need momentum. And what Awaken Your Superpower is, is it's a framework that I used for decades with high-producing individuals to make sure that we understood how they were going to move their lives forward and give them a framework to do it. Because the fact is, whether you're looking at your personal life or your business, 
that same dynamic of having that vision of who we want to be and backing down to the present is exactly what we need to put in place. And what superpower does is it helps individuals not conceptualize what is the most important thing in your life, but actually work it out. And what happens is when people go through that framework, it's about a one and a half to two year shortcut on the personal consulting that I used to do. And I have a team now that, that helped me put it together. We tested it. And it's legit. I mean, people are, people are getting out of that course, and, and it's amazing just the, the leaps and bounds of progress that they're making coming out of it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Alan, um, the show goes so fast. Alex, you know, we, we often say, and, and, and we've tried lots of times, let's keep it, you know, bang on. But, you know, what our audience actually comes back and talks about is that we want more. And Let we try it go. To keep, let it roll. <laughs> we try to keep the show contained, but at the same time, we want to just let it let, you know, go loose. But one thing I want to ask um, just before we uh, ask By the way, I'll, just, I'll, I'll make this offer, guys. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I do have another, uh, another um, broadcast that's starting in a few minutes, yep. but I'll come back and do a second time. I love it. I love it. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, so thanks for reading my mind. There you go. Um, <laughs> I've actually I've really enjoyed this conversation. I, this is one of the – like I do a lot of podcasts, and you know, most of the time the questions are pretty standard, and it's not really a conversation. This has been great. I'd come back and do this again. I love it. Can we quote you on that? Absolutely. There you go. Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. So, so Chris, I yeah, got to jump in. Yeah. I, got, I got one question I really want the answer to. Um, and I think a lot of it are people are, are going to be probably asking the same thing. Um, you talked a, a little bit, uh, Alex, about uh, you know, the entrepreneurs can't do it alone. Talk about a team. How, if you can say it briefly, and I know you got to run here, how did you create your team? So um, I started a long time ago understanding how to motivate and lead people. and. This is how, how I suggest any entrepreneur creates their team. Um, you build the business around who you are because far too many consultants, far too much of the content out there says here are the positions you need in a business. Go hire a CFO, go hire a you know, COO, go get this person, go get that person. And the fact is that the way any entrepreneur who's ever been successful has built their company is they build it around what they need next, not a position. And so in, in our other product, Constructive Company, we show entrepreneurs how to build a business around who they are so that it supports them because here's the dynamic we believe must be present to be successful. Your life as an entrepreneur must get tactically easier on a daily basis, which means you feel like you can get everything done and you're not overwhelmed. However, you're going to be uncomfortable because you become more vulnerable, asking for more help. There's more exposure with more leverage. So the trade-off is tactically easier, more vulnerable. Here's a fact. If your life is getting tactically more difficult, you're building a house of cards because the business literally revolves around you. Wow. Okay, cool. Great insight. Great insight. Listen, Alex, um, you know, two questions left, and we're going to let you go. Very good, very quick. We normally do a rapid, bold insight, but you know, you've given, us, you've given us so much, so many, so much great information that, uh, and coming back on the show, and we definitely appreciate that. I want to ask you one question, and I know Alan you know, always rounds out the, uh, the end of the show with uh, his last question. But my one question is, what's your next bold move? For us? 
for you. Are you asking for, yeah, yes. so we, yeah. We, um, we've created these two new products, the Awaken Your Superpower and Constructive Company, and here's our next big product, is we're putting together what we call the Constructive Cadence, and it is the what? internal managed constructive cadence. Okay. So it is a, here, here's what it is, it's an, an online system that allows entrepreneurs to manage the day-to-day -day growth of their business, but here's where we get involved. We, um, we give entrepreneurs the tools to train their team, to get weekly reports, to set up the communication system, to lead the meetings the right way. Because here's what we know about entrepreneurs. Most of them want to have an outcome. If they can get there, they're not really concerned with building the structure. They want to be able to build their, their big contribution, and we've built the structure for how entrepreneurs think. And so we hope that the preliminary testing of that product will happen in about three weeks. We've already got a long list of people who want to register. Fantastic. Wow, Amazing. Thank you. That's going to be a game changer. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, and it's something changer. that we need. And, you know, we need more of Alex and uh, his yeah. team, obviously. And uh, I love what I'm hearing. And, and you're, uh, you're a great guest. Thank you so much for the insight. Uh, Alan, take us away. Uh, Alex, I just want to say thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. I love what I heard. Uh, it's music to my ears. It came at a great time. You know, not only for obviously our audience, I'm sure, but you know, for myself and Alan as we uh, as we discuss some of these items today. So thank you very much, sir. Oh, guys, I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun, and I look forward to doing it again. Perfect. Super, super, Alex. Real quick, um, once again, thank you for your transparency, your honesty, and your gentle man approach to life and people. Mm. We honor you for that. And um, along that along that line, we'd like to, to end the show with, you know, what can you, what would you like to leave? What one bold move would you like to leave with our audience? Uh, something they can use today and take and actually embark upon something to make their life better. Um, you know what? Here's, here's the bold move for entrepreneurs. Every entrepreneur wants the biggest step they can take forward. I'll tell you after a career of working with entrepreneurs that, that if any one of you listening and anyone who wants to move forward, go through your life today. Look at everything you have around you, all of the stuff in your house, the people that you hang out with, the places you go, the things that you're involved with, and any one of them that creates any pressure and noise, consider getting rid of it now. Because all of us carry around far too much baggage, far too much operational drag, and far too much crap. And the faster we want to change behavior, the faster we need to change what's around us. And so I would say go through your home, go through your office, pick up everything, put your hands on it, and ask yourself the simple question from the magic of tidying up, does this bring me joy? And if it doesn't, fuck it. Get it out of your life. Because most entrepreneurs want to go running forward, and 100% I've ever worked with begin to accelerate when they build the habit of lowering pressure and noise. Here, here to that. Here, here to that. And 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 what a great bold move, folks. Yeah. And 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 there's so much truth to that. Is that there's a lot of noise, and you know, for us entrepreneurs, um, you know, we need to limit it and you know, stay on the relevant and important things that are going to move the needle forward. So, Alex, on that note, we appreciate my friend. We can't wait for you to come back. 
Hey, listen, uh, to our audience, thank you so much for tuning in, and I uh, always uh, love your comments. Come to iTunes, give us a rating, as well as go to info at thinkbowlbebold.com, and if you have any questions for Alex, we'll certainly pass them on, but I would say go to Alex's website, connect yeah, with him. There's lots of great resources, sharfen.com, C-H-A-R-F-E-N.com. As well, he's got something really cool he's put together for us, sharfen.com forward slash thinkbold. And uh, we can't wait for that to, uh, to hit the airways. You guys have been awesome. And wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.